What's up, everyone? And thank you for tuning in to Real Talk number 15. This episode is featuring Zach Scheibel. He's a 21-year-old creative currently attending SCAD, also known as Savannah College of Art and Design, also a music video director and just an overall badass creative. Um, you can definitely tell by Zach's profile that, you know, he definitely knows animation, branding, as well as video. So for this episode, we talk about Zach's backstory and how he got into photo and video and the process of learning all these creative programs, what it was like working on the Dennis Rodman media team, as well as a behind the scenes look of how music videos are started from idea to creation. Then we talk about Zach's future plans for 2019, as well as give some really good tactical advice for any up and coming freelancers on how and when to price themselves. So guys, if you haven't already, definitely check out Zach's Instagram handle at 97Zach. He puts up a lot of cool work on there and definitely make sure to check that out. If you're interested in viewing the video version of this interview, definitely check out the YouTube below. And as always, I really appreciate any feedback that you can leave on the Apple iTunes uh, podcast app. So definitely leave some feedback and let me know what you think of the Real Talk live series. If you're interested in actually watching one of these live streams live, I'll be going live again Wednesday at 6.30 Pacific time. And that's pretty much going to be the schedule for forever. So if you ever want to watch it, 6.30 Pacific time or 9.30 Eastern time. Peace out. It's really not about, well, who are you and how old are you? It's really how much time have you spent on a given platform? My, I think my one piece of advice, especially for young people, is just like every day, try and figure out how the world works. Compared to changing the future of somebody and doing it for the greater good. That is, in my opinion, the best idea I've ever come up with. What's up, guys? And welcome to episode 15 of Real Talk the Instagram live series where I go Instagram live with a bunch of creators, entrepreneurs, and young hustlers. And we do a 30 minute Q&A and hopefully provide you some value along the way. So I'm going to let a few people get into the live right now. Super excited for tonight's live. What's up, Christian? Um, How you been, man? Um, And uh, yeah, we'll kick it off. So tonight's agenda, I'm going to be talking to Zach Schiebel. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right, but we'll go over the agenda. Uh, once he hops in here so Zach I'll just like request you to come in and then we can get started um what is how do you pronounce your last name because I was gonna like intro you but yeah yeah it's Scheibel it's not Scheibel oh Scheibel my bad sorry let me turn up yeah you're fine you're fine all right okay okay now we have the audio loud okay Zach Scheibel thank you for that all right so for For anyone that's just like tuning in right now, basically what we're going to do is like a 30 minute Q&A and then it'll be uh, available as a podcast and on YouTube on Friday. So you can just check that out on my profile. So for the agenda, we're going to talk about Zach's backstory, uh, the process of learning all these creative programs, working on the Dennis Rodman media team, as well as working behind the scenes for music videos and Zach's future plans into 2019. And then at the end, we'll just have a quick Q&A that you guys can ask questions about. So, Zach, yeah, let's kick it off. Um, where are you from? What are you doing? Where am I from? Yeah. Yeah, so um, I'm from Charlottesville, Virginia. Uh, I'm born and raised there, so I've been in Virginia pretty much my whole life. Um, currently, I live in Savannah, Georgia. Um, I go to an art school here. It's called SCAD, Savannah College of Art and Design. Uh, I'm a junior, so um, I still have a year after this year, um, and I should be finished up, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've really haven't traveled that much until I was around a senior in high school and moving on to college is when I started really traveling. Um, 
But the majority of my life, I've been on the East Coast, like Central Virginia area. Yeah. Nice. That's sick. Yeah, I grew up in New Jersey, so I can definitely relate to like the East Coast. And have you like been out West for like any of like the Dennis Rodman stuff or not yet? So um, I have been out West, uh, not particularly for any projects related to the Dennis team. No, um, I've done a couple of uh, a couple of things out there like two, two years ago, two summers ago. Um, I was out there for this like this house that me and a bunch of friends kind of like rented out. Um, and we ended up just using it as a time to like do work and network, but it was a collective of like 15 people and we all lived in the same house. So that was my first LA experience. Um, and out West is great. I love it. Um, I'll probably end up um, moving there after I graduate. So that's kind of my plan. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's sick. Now I could definitely see like you doing super well there just in terms of like, you know, being interested in music videos and all of like the music production side. So to just kind of like highlight, how did you get into like photo and video? Like at what age did that start for you? Right. Yeah. I got, um, I got into it in high school. So, um, I picked up my first camera around sophomore, junior year. I'm not exactly sure. Um, but it was like a crappy DSLR, like Canon DSLR, but at the time, you know, it was pretty big. So, um, I started messing around with, you know, some photos and, um, like live visuals. I ended up, uh, starting primarily with football videos. So, um, in high school, I I had a lot of friends who were on the varsity football team and it just kind of struck me like, man, like I can die on things and it kind of just went from there um so i it's like shooting the games or practices whatever and then i would put together these like recap videos that hit off at my high school pretty well so that was like the catalog video and um and photo stuff uh but i will say i forgot to add something um before that what really got me started in the creative field was actually working on youtube um I was a part of um, I was of Duty Community. I'm sure some people are aware of that, but like it's completely evolved to a different level now. But it used to be like this tight knit group of gamers and artists and people who would just create things. And I was kind of in that community, and that's where I started to pick up Photoshop, Cinema 4D, After Effects, all those programs. So before I even bought my first camera, I was kind of aware of how some of the editing processes worked even before using you know like dslrs and stuff like that so yeah wow that's pretty cool that's crazy so so you learn most of those skills through like call of duty youtube like editing like your like plays and stuff yeah um i mean it it was it definitely started out that way um and i wasn't like the best gamer but a lot of my friends were into it so you know i i started a youtube channel i started doing tutorials uh, there was a tight knit community of people who were willing to pay for things and it, it, it just kind of allowed you to understand kind of how business works and how like transactions worked i was like 15 maybe even 14 wow when I was that's doing crazy it. so at that young of an age it was kind of weird um but yeah i mean it it, it definitely shaped me into a, a specific person so yeah i really enjoyed doing that yeah no that's super cool and like it and like it makes sense because i feel like you got to learn all those creative programs and then afterward once you did get your dslr you were able to just like apply it because like it definitely shows in your work that you like 
are very familiar with like After Effects and the whole Adobe suite. So in terms of actually like sitting down and learning that stuff, um, how was it for you? Did you just kind of like test out different projects and things like that? Like, could you just talk about like the learning process, I guess, for any creatives that are looking to learn photo or video and kind of what that looks like? Right. Um, well, for me, it was it was natural. And when I say that, I think that's a good be creative it you shouldn't follow one person you should kind of trust your instincts and trust your interests um and for me at the time when i was doing the whole like online youtube thing i was really into video games right so like that that community kind of just found me and i think that's when i started picking up the certain softwares because people were using them around me so i mean if someone really wants to get into photoshop yeah i mean like go for it but i think you should really start with your initial interest first um and let that take you and that will help you find certain programs that you want to use but for me i'm pretty much self-taught and i would call self-taught like youtube tutorials like Mm. i just find find the stuff that i want to learn um and experiment with it so really you the most important thing is to have fun with it. Um, it shouldn't be tedious. It should be what you want to do, you know, and like, you know, showing random people on the street, um, it's pretty daunting and kind of confusing. So most people would be turned off, but that's why I'm saying like the programs almost found me because like my interest just kind of attracted me to it, if that makes sense. So it should be natural. Yeah, no, that's super cool. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Um, and then in terms of just a quick question, like in terms of gear, like, so you said you started off with the, was it like Nikon or Canon DSLR? It was Nikon, right? No, no, it was a guy is what I started with. Yeah. Which one? Sorry, you cut out there. Sorry, a Rebel T3i. Oh, uh, okay, okay, sick. Had, yeah. And how was it like just scaling up from that? Like at what point did you decide to uh, go to the next level and how many cameras have you like acquired since then? Yeah, um, I mean, after a while, you kind of max out uh, its usage, like, especially at the lower level stuff, like, uh, there's there's so much to it, right? Because like, you can make a great film with a shitty camera, like, it, it, it doesn't really matter about the quality, it's more so about the story that you tell and the different elements that you put in it. Um, but for me, I started realizing I just had I had troubles with, you know, the lower grade cameras and I felt like I needed something with higher quality. Um, probably around junior, senior year, I think I switched up and got, um, a Panasonic at the time. It was like one of the only cameras that shot 4k and that higher resolution was kind of a a plus for me. Um, in terms of like scaling and zooming into things, it was just higher quality. So, um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's super cool. And I think that's really like something that a lot of people don't highlight, right? You just see like the after, like the end effect of where someone is. So it's really interesting to he- hear like how you transitioned um, from camera to camera and like how that helped you create better content. Um, so yeah. moving on to like the next topic, which is like working on uh, Dennis Rodman's media team. How did that opportunity happen? And like, what did it look like once you were actually on the team itself? Yeah, um, so it initially started... Um, well, there's there's kind of a long story, but essentially, uh, I'm good friends with this guy named Maddie, Maddie Loman. Um, his Instagram is literally at Maddie M A T T Y, um, and I had met him probably three and a half, four years ago. Uh, I, I was filming Caps Lap. I don't know if you're familiar with that name. He's this, but I was local to Charlottesville, and I had reached out to their manager. I was 
um, build a film. And at that time, I was very inexperienced, so I asked to shoot for free. I was doing, if you're starting out, do free work. Gain experience um, right off the bat. Do free work um, until you get good enough to then charge. But back to the story, I um, I met Maddie that night. That the manager, I guess, had also hired another film company to film as well. So uh, him and then two other guys that were on his team, and then I ended up just uh, hitting it off with him, and and uh, we stayed in touch ever since. And then you know, like two months later, we shot our first music video together. Um, and then eventually I kind of connected him with, uh, this other artist I was working with named Party Thieves. Um, and then he started working with him and he ended up traveling the world with him. Anyway, like we've been all over the place and we've still stayed in touch. And essentially, um, and over the summer, um, he had reached out to me and he was like, Hey, I have this like possible like position for you. If you want to like be the lead editor on this team, he's like, I'm working for Dennis Rodman. And he just hit, he hit me up like randomly. I was like, this is crazy. Like what Dennis Rodman? Cause it, this was at the time of heated and like Dennis was over in North Korea and everything was super real. And I was like, this is like, we could, we could literally change the world if we want to. Um, so I hopped on and ended up over the summer, um, doing, doing some like work. It was pretty simple work. Like there weren't any huge projects that I was able to work on, especially because of my remote location. Cause I, you know, I was not like there physically with them. So I was limited in terms of what I could accomplish, but you know, I mean, I would edit videos here and there, curate content. Um, that was mainly my role. Um, but very recently and you know, we, um, I think Elliot, um, Elliot also joined the team, um, slightly, I think after I did, um, as kind of the creative director um, coming in and, and, and facilitating some things. And that kind of smoothed up the process a lot, um, made things a little bit more streamlined in terms of work. It was great. Um, and and then, like, I still, I still do some work, but at school, I don't have as much time to really, like, put all my efforts into the dentist thing. So it, it was um, – it's still there, but I'm not as heavily – involved as I used to be but yeah it's it's, it was great how it came up yeah no that's a crazy story no that's super cool and I think that like it's a name that everyone knows but like I don't know it's just like it's so funny because he's such a character so that's really cool that you got the opportunity to work with him and it just started off like (laughs) oh go ahead I still I still haven't been able to meet him Mm -hmm. um but I'm waiting for that day because I'm sure it's going to be an experience oh Um, yeah, no, it's it's great creating content that's super silly and just super because like you're right, he's just this he's this insane dude, but he's he's got an interesting story and it's it's great to kind of work on that. So yeah, yeah, definitely. And then in terms of uh, you mentioned just like for people that's starting out, right? So can you just highlight that process for you, right? Because I'm sure like most people can't just um like you mentioned doing free work like what did that look like for you what did you start off shooting and did you ever like have to you know maybe shoot weddings just to get money in your pocket like how did that whole process in terms of like becoming an established creator to the point where you can charge right no it's a great question and it's a very meaty one i'll try to answer it as good as i can um i i think when when doing it for free for me, free work to this day, yeah, even when I get paid for stuff, like, I mean, like, I have clients that are regular, but I've noticed that free work is so much more fulfilling, even now, just because it's way more natural, it's it's not as forced, and it's kind of, 
I don't know the exact word that I'm looking for, but um, it just feels right. Like it feels like it's true creativity and there's no middleman or sort of this element that's controlling you, which I think money really does control you, especially for projects. So when you're first starting out and you don't have experience, it should feel natural. It should feel like, Hey, because I like doing it. There's no other reason there shouldn't be any excuse. It's just like, I like doing this. And if you go into it, and this is this can be applied to like any field. If you go into it and you're like, "Damn, like how am I going to make money?" That's the wrong approach. If money is, in my opinion, it is secondary to success. Like, it, 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 like once you're really into something and you put your life into it, money will come. It shouldn't be the main uh, the main attraction, if that makes sense. And it's it, it's hard for people to get that, but um, I think for people starting out. You know, you can expect to make money eventually. Um, and you had mentioned, you know, like sometimes you have to do things to make money, but it might not be your interest. And that is the case for me. Sometimes someone will come up to come up to me with a project that in mind and I'm like, I'm not really into this, but I need it because I have to pay bills and I have to, you know, like live. Right. So, um, yeah, sometimes you, you have to make those sacrifices and do the things that you don't want to do. Um, but you're going to do time to do the things that you want to do. So it's that balance, right? So you have to be able to find that balance. So when people are first starting off, like go and do free work, because what that's going to do is, is going to give you more connections. Um, you're going to make more relationships with people, which will then down the road, give you paid, um, opportunities if you carry yourself and do good work. So yeah, I think that's, I mean, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, no, no, totally, totally. And just to like highlight, I mean, I know it's not like a one size fit all, but like in terms of like your creative process or your your journey as a creator, how much time do you think um, you spent until you decided to like, okay, now it's time to charge? Was it like three months, six months? Like, what did that look like for you? Right. Um, I, I'm trying to think of like an, like actual times. I mean, when I was, I think I got my first paid thing. Well, let's see depends on what medium I've been doing graphic design and branding and stuff for five plus years. Like I, that's what I was kind of doing in the whole YouTube community. And right off the bat, I noticed an interest for my work. I, I noticed multiple people coming to me. And as soon as I noticed random people coming to me, I realized as soon as that they made that interaction and they made, uh, they wanted to talk to me. I knew that I could be like, Hey, I'm going to charge I'm going to charge money. Um, but if I was going out of my way to reach out to someone, it'd be weird if I went up to someone and said, Hey, give me money for something that I'm trying to do for you. Do you know what I mean? So once someone approaches you and says, Hey, I like your work. Can I get something? That's when you start charging. And that can be three months. That can be six months. It really just depends on how good your work is. Right. I mean, if you have stellar work off the bat, yeah, start charging right away. You know? No, yeah, that, no, that's really helpful. And I think that like a lot of people don't showcase this and it's like a reality, right? Because like you're you can be like creating and learning, but, you know, I think people don't know at what point to start charging. So like, thank you for highlighting that. Um, and then in right. terms of like, you know, how has it been for you balancing all of this like stuff, you know, the branding, the music videos, the photos, as well as like attending college? Yeah, uh, um, no, no, it's um, is not for everyone. And I honestly wouldn't recommend people go to college. I know that's like hypocritical of me. Um, but I think college, I don't know why, but basically 
college is really good if you know exactly what you want to do. Um, and for me, I pretty much know what I want to do. Um, so it works. But for most people, I, I just think it's, I think it's kind of a waste. Um, in response to your question, um, I think it's, it's really tricky to be able to balance all kinds of interests and all kinds of projects alongside school-oriented stuff. So um, I'm finishing up this music video edit, right? It should be done probably by the end of the month. But, um, you know, I have school stuff to work on, so I have to be able to make sacrifices and say, okay, all my friends are going out this weekend. I have to stay in and and finish it. So it really just comes down to do you love it enough to make that sacrifice? Um, And I think that will separate the good from the bad. So for me, um, I find it I find it doable. Um, it's definitely, you, you know, you can, you can definitely do it, but with music videos, especially it's such a large process. Like you need 10 plus people, you need a lot of extra time, a lot of pre-production and on top of the school assignments that you have, depending on which school you go to, it can be really tough. So, um, I mean, it really depends. It really depends. I can't give you a concrete answer. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So in terms of, you know, you mentioned a little bit like music videos and the whole process behind that. Can you just kind of like share what goes into actually creating a music video? And did you start off small and then slowly has like the budgeting for them increased or what does it look like for you? Yeah, um, so I'm still learning and I like to think of myself as a student. So I'm I'm never going to have the full answer. Um, I can act like I do, but uh, that, that's kind of my philosophy. So anything that I will say, it's always going to change. So, you know, my, my view on creating music video now is going to be so much different than if you'd asked me in two years. But basically the way that it works for me is you need to have some sort of concept um, and you need to be able to lay out that concept on some sort of treatment. Um, I think a treatment is super crucial. Uh, to creating a video and it's basically your 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 blueprint it's your map um, on what you're gonna follow so all the different shots um, your locations your colors your outfits makeup all the different moods and stuff that you see fit put it on a document have everything kind of be in one place so that you can look you know look at it in the future um, so once you kind of have the pre-production side you have a story to tell maybe you have a script um, then you start figuring out um, you know, the different kind of effects that you want to use. And for me, I tend to work on the fly. I've always kind of been a run and gun style person. And that's something I want to change. I mean, I really do recommend that people find like a group of a group of a group of individuals that uh, want to do the same kind of thing. Um, So like finding a DP, for those who don't know what that is, director of photography, someone who means man's a camera, Um, find a director, maybe you are the director, find makeup artists, find um, special effects editors, you know, and kind of create like a group so that, um, you know, you, you don't have to do everything. And that's kind of the goal that I'm trying to achieve. Um, and that's why I think school is great back to the school point, because there's so many people, especially at art school that have those specific interests. So you can pair up with them and kind of start to, to go from there. Um, and school is also great because you, you know, you don't have to work a job. You know, I mean, you some people have to, but your job is learning. So, you know, you can afford to spend, especially if you have free time, you can afford to spend a couple extra hours a night doing the project that you really want to do, as opposed to, let's say you move out to L.A. and you're stuck working a nine to five because you have to pay your rent. You're kind of like 
I don't know, you're kind of like chained to that. So that's why school is great. And that's kind of why I'm attracted to it. Um, but yeah, there's a lot that goes into music videos and I'm still not very proficient. I'm still learning, but I, I think the best advice is like, try to be super weird. Like I, the one that I'm about to release is just, is weird. Like it's, it, I think people need to really get outside of their comfort zone and do something just stupid. Like try something that's going to make people's heads turn, do something politically incorrect that is wrong. That's weird, but really, the greatest artists of history, they've always gone against the grain. Always. They've said the most outlandish things. They've done weird stuff working out because people like weird so do something weird i don't know yeah no i i like it I, now i'm really excited to see this music video i can't wait for it to drop so i yeah. guess that's a pretty good segue into like your future plans for 2019 as well as i'll just like let everyone know right now if anyone has a question um definitely drop it and then we can answer those questions but yeah i'll let you kick it off for future plans for 2019 great um I mean, for now, right? So, like, I'm I'm in I'm still in school, so I'm gonna finish finish that up. Um, I'm looking at LA, um, doing some work for Insomniac Records. Um, I've already done some things for for them, but I might um, take a position there over the summer. Um, they do stuff for EDC, Rolling Loud, um, uh, all kinds of like big music festivals. They're in charge of running those events. And since I like to say that I'm in the music industry, I think that'd be a great fit, especially for starting out and doing graphic design and, and motion design stuff. Um, so that's in the horizon for the summer. Um, I'd really love to finish up a couple extra music videos on top of the one I'm doing now. Um, uh, uh, more specific plans. Um, I mean, I really don't have anything too specific. Uh, I'd love to take some trips out to, to New York, to L.A., um and kind of network and and meet more people um but yeah i mean down down the line uh maybe not in 2019 but ideally i want to start um i want to start some sort of production company at some point um that will have all kinds of things from from logos and branding to music video treatment development uh photography but being able to hire a bunch of people that can do that um, that's one of my interests, um, especially gearing that towards uh, the music industry because I think music is is just such a pure form of art and it pairs great with visual stuff. It's almost like my food. I don't know if that makes sense, but like it's it, it's 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 very cyclical. So like when I work with music, I use that as my fuel. So it's just like the perfect place for me in terms of a, as, as a visual artist. That's kind of where I see uh, where I see it going, but. Other than just the, you know, going out to LA over the summer, I don't really have anything too specific. I'll, I'll kind of, you know, roll with the wind and see where, uh, see where it takes me. No, yeah, that's super cool. And um, definitely let me know if you make it out to LA. We can do an in-person podcast as well. Um, also, yeah, so where can people, like, find out more about you and as well as, like, maybe watch some of these new music videos that'll be dropping? Right. Um, we'll definitely check my Instagram. Um, that's where I'm kind of po- posting everything. I've started to realize that Instagram is kind of like this just all around great platform for everything. Like I have a website, but I just find it useless because everyone's on Instagram and spending the majority of time on Instagram. So if you can figure out a way to like lay out Instagram the right way, it's the perfect like central hub. Um, 
maybe not for long format videos, but if you want to find uh, my website, it's Zach Scheibel, Z-A-C-H-S-C-H-E-I-B-E-L dot squarespace.com. Um, so I haven't updated that uh, a lot, but there are some things there. I have my reel and whatnot, but um, my Instagram at 97Zach, and you can see on the screen, um, I post all kinds of stories. I post... Um, things like graphics logos any sort of video that i'm working on i try to keep my process going on my story so people can follow along and understand you know my journey as a creator um so yeah definitely my instagram if you want to keep up with stuff i'll always post links to where you can find things from there yeah okay sick yeah and definitely um make sure to check out this podcast version if you are just tuning into the live it will be available as a podcast in my link in bio and i'll have all of zach's uh social medias in the show notes of that as well as on youtube so you can definitely check those out if you missed any part of this interview and it'll be live on my profile for the next 24 hours so thank you so much zach i really appreciate it it was great chatting with you and learning about more about your creative process yeah thank you no i really appreciate you uh having some interest in me and letting me share my thoughts this is great yeah of course i mean you're super talented so if anyone hasn't checked out zach's profile by now definitely go on it he's been creating some really cool stuff so yep i'm gonna peace out of here though so i'll just end the live and you can check it out on my profile peace bye Thank you guys so much for making it to the end of this Real Talk interview. If you guys don't know, I do these every Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. Pacific Time, 9.30 Eastern Time on my profile at Tiffany Para. And for those of you who don't know what exactly Real Talk is, it's essentially a series where I'm going Instagram live every week with the up-and-coming entrepreneurs, creatives, and creators that make Instagram the place it is today. So if you guys like listening to a wide range of interesting people, from e-commerce entrepreneurs to fitness influencers to foodies, I'll be doing an Instagram live with them every week and then turning that Instagram live into a video form, which you guys can check out on YouTube, as well as an audio form, which clearly you're probably listening to this podcast right now. That being said, the only way you can know about the next Real Talk Live is to give me a follow on Instagram. And if you've made it this far into the podcast, I have to ask you to hit that subscribe button and follow along for more updates. Make sure to leave a review if you enjoy this podcast. It really helps. I've been working really hard on the show. We're now like 59 episodes deep and continuing every day to push for more. So hope you guys like this series and definitely let me know what you think. Hit my DMs.